0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Voice of the Missionaries podcast. I'm Elder Harrington. And I'm Elder Roberts. We're missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This podcast allows us to connect with you, allows all of us to talk about Jesus Christ and get to know him better.
1: Modern Wisdom is a four-episode series. In it, we discuss talks from modern prophets and apostles.
0: Today, in episode three, we'll discuss what ordinances are and why they are important in the kingdom of God. Uh, Robert, glad to have you on. Glad to be here. here. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited for this episode because one of the most unique things about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints is our ordinances, is kind of those actions we take to get closer to Christ. So I'm excited to talk about that today.
0: Heck yeah, it's going to be awesome. I am definitely looking forward to it myself. Should be a good time to kind of just talk about, um, you know, just the true. I, know. I like to touch talk about things, especially when it, anything has to do with the gospel, I'm always glad to talk about it, but this one, this one would be good.
1: Yes, sir. Well, let's just hop into it. Do you mind saying a prayer to start us off?
0: Absolutely. I would love to. righty Dear kind and gracious heavenly father, we are so grateful at this time that we're able to come before the um, United Through Technology and different locations and times all over the world that um, we can be able to hear this message uh, that was was prepared for me, um, you know, Roberts to be able to share today. Please bless it as we share it, and as uh, anyone who is listening listens to it, that they can feel to have Thy Spirit to be with them, that they can feel the love that Thou has for them, and the plan that Thou is prepared for us to um, be able to receive blessings in this life, to uh, understand Thee and the and the and the glory that Thou has, and um, to be able to. Fully take advantage of those blessings that we have been given, the opportunities we have here in this life, so we can be prepared to turn to live with thee again to be able to receive happiness and joy. Father, we're so grateful for everything we have been given, for the opportunities, big and large, um, small and um, minute. And we wish to express our love to thee at this time. Father, we love you so very much. We say these things in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Awesome. I, I am so glad that we're able to talk this, about this today, guys. Like I said, we're talking about ordinances, right? And so I guess right off the bat, first off, we'll just kind of define what an ordinance is. So an ordinance uh, is simply just kind of like... Um, I guess it can kind of describe like a process or a way in which God has provided for us to receive blessings um, a way that's kind of usually specific in things. Uh, a good example of that would be baptism. Um, baptism is sure. a very specific ordinance, right? It helps us be able to receive um, blessings in our lives, um, gives us a blessing of be able to become clean. I think that's probably like the easiest example, but a big part of ordinances is another thing we wanted to find before we get going is covenants so elder roberts could you just describe to us or define to us what is a covenant
1: sure thing a covenant in its most simple form is just a two-way promise where you promised something to god and in return he promises something to you what i love about that is that uh, that is a two-way promise god promises you so much more than you promise him uh using that example of baptism. We believe that the promises we kind of make at baptism are to keep his commandments, to follow him, to to always have his, to take his name upon us, and to always remember him. And in return for those three simple actions, we receive the Holy Ghost in a greater abundance, in in a measure that we honestly are, are not fully able to comprehend it. It will be there all the time with us. That's what I love about a covenant is it really is just two ways. God promises you far more than what we promise. And yet by our small and simple actions, great things are brought to pass. As the scriptures say, we're able to feel God's love even greater in our life.
0: Exactly. I like that a lot. Thank you so much. Um, you know, guys, when we're talking about these covenants, obviously we're talking about the modern wisdom, right? So we're talking about, specifically these ordinances and why they're so important in our modern lives and how current prophets and apostles have taught them about us. So rather than that leading off what Elder Robert said, um I just want to uh, share a quote from um Garrett W. Dong. He's a member He's a member from the um uh the Quorum of Twelve Apostles. Uh, And he says, covenant belonging is to make and keep solemn promises to God and each other through sacred ordinances that invite the power of godliness to be manifest in our lives. When we covenant all we are, we can become more than we are. Covenant belonging gives us place, narrative, capacity to become, and it produces faith to repent. Life and salvation. Now, I like that when it kind of tacked on the word says covenant belonging because truly, when we're making promises with God, we're making our we're we're striving to become more like Him. And so, it's an interesting way to think about it. How or sacred ordinances, those processes in which we obtain those covenants, make those covenants, and then God makes promises, covenants to us, allows us to have. If you think about it like that, covenant belonging, where we're truly becoming. Closer to Jesus Christ, because we know that we are children of God. That's an eternal concept. And covenant belonging just allows us to be able to take advantage of the blessings we have as presented to us here on this earth, instead of being like, eh, you know, maybe I don't need that. Saying, hey, you know, this is an awesome blessing we've been given. Going back to the example of baptism as that first one, you know, that earliest covenant that we make, covenant with God to become more like Him, take upon ourselves in the name of Jesus Christ. And in doing so, we strive to become more like him.
1: And what I love about that specifically is when the the whole purpose of this episode is to talk about ordinances. So why are we talking about covenants? Because you can make a promise to God. Sure. And that's awesome. And that is a show of your, your faith, your belief in him. But a covenant is an action we take that shows our promise and or an ordinance shows our willingness to take action on what we are promising God. And then it's backed by his priesthood authority. That is a really key point. God loves us trying to get closer to him. And so he's given us the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which has that proper authority on earth today. There's a reason that these ordinances these actions to get closer to God are only available in this church because it also requires proper authority. I like to think of it almost like God's thumb thumb up saying, yep, this is approved of me. And I know that this promise is now between the two of us. And I love that. So that's why we've explained not only ordinances, but covenants as we go into some of these ordinances that are performed and what their meaning is for us.
0: Absolutely, I really like what you're saying there about how it's through authority and through the church of Christ, our saints, that we're able to receive those ordinances today the truth of those ordinances through the power of the priesthood. When I think about that, um, I guess my mind ties into another example, another quote, but a little background is it's kind of like there are certain steps that we need to do, kind of like, um, you know, how the scriptures say it's requisite that man should uh walk before he learns how to run kind of thing that example you know it's really difficult to learn how to climb a ladder if you can't walk it's difficult to um i kind don't of learn how to do algebra if you don't know how to do basic you know addition um and right. so that's saying that you know there's there's steps we have to take in each way along the way we learn more um which the quote that I want to share is uh, from Elder Stevenson, another member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. Uh, he says, in the same way that certain steps are essential in the very brief performance of, for example, Olympic athletes, jumper maneuvers for ice skaters and snowboards, such as um, through, the ga- uh, or, sorry, or through the gates of negotiating a bobsled run. Um, all of those are examples of, of different ways and um, steps we have to take Uh, He says, through the gates of a downhill slum course, it is in our lives where certain things are absolutely essential checkpoints which move us through our spiritual performance on earth. These spiritual markers are essential God-given ordinances of the gospel, baptism, receiving the Holy Ghost, priesthood ordinations, temple ordinances, and partaking of the sacrament each week. In these ordinances, the power of godliness is manifest. and I I love that right there because he lays out not only something that we think we remember all the time as missionaries um, to help people be able to follow that covenant path to Christ, but he also lays out that um, it, God's house is a house of order. And there's so many um, prophets and apostles in the scriptures and also uh, in the modern day i have talked about that because one thing leads to another. They're checkpoints, stepping stones that allow us to receive blessings. Um, And as we do them, it is clear and evident that the power of godliness is abundantly manifest in each of them and provides a path for us to work from where we're at now to where we want to be, which is to live with God forever in heaven.
1: Right. We, we really do. I, I, Certainly no. I want to live with God. And that'll take some effort. And that's why you mentioned walking before we know how to run, Elder Harrington. We, in the same way, some people are are curious or maybe confused why we don't allow just anyone to go into our temples of the Church of Jesus Christ. And part of the reason for that is that in those temples, we make sacred covenants, those promises with God, and if we have not taken the steps to prepare ourselves for that, then not only will we not understand what's going on, but also we will not get the same benefit out of it. That is why God's house is a house of order, a house of prayer, a house of fasting, because over time, we will grow our faith, and over time going through a cycle of faith, repentance, just continuing on, enduring to the end, eventually we will be able to be at the point where we can receive more and more knowledge, line upon line, precept upon precept. But that being said, we need to start at the very basics, the very basics. And God and Christ himself lays out what that is. In the Bible, he says, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. That Absolutely. is that is the minimum requirement. Baptism by immersion into water and then receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. He lays it out right there. That is the start. And once we've started with that, then we can move on. Then we can kind of take the next step on the staircase up to heaven.
0: Exactly. Um, I just kind of just to summarize kind of those steps uh, as we keep talking um, today, you know, it leads from baptism, leads to the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we've talked about the the amazing beauty that comes from um, being able to have the Holy Ghost with us at all times and all places. A promise that is unique to the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, um, through the power of the priesthood that we're able to have that. But those blessings, I, it's something that I like to think of in this is the the gift of um, the Holy Ghost is a good example of this. Um kind of i think maybe one of the cl- most clear examples especially on um, probably the easiest to understand is that each one of these ordinances that we receive in our lives are continuous blessings these are not a, these are not a one and done blessing this is not a exactly hey you get baptized you're going to experience joy like for that day and then like that's your blessing that's 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 not how it works the gift of the holy ghost is for all times and all places, which means it continues through all that we do. The gift of baptism allows us to take upon ourselves the name of Jesus Christ and that Jesus is always going to strive and that the spirit of the Lord is always going to strive to be with us. And so that's a continuous blessing. Those blessings lead to uh, the next next ordinance that we get is something that is weekly that many Christians are familiar with, which is the, the ordinance of the sacrament. That's something that we continuously get to take advantage of. Where in right. the sacrament, we remind ourselves that we are taking upon ourselves in the name of God. We're renewing the same covenants that we made at baptism. And we are striving to wash ourselves clean of the mistakes that we make.
1: Yeah. Can I read a quote or two about that as well? Absolutely. Awesome. These are from some more church leaders. Uh, this one is from Elder Oja Duran. I probably pronounced that wrong, but he's one of kind of the the regional leaders for the church. And he said, we need the spirit to help us navigate through mortality as we faithfully keep covenants, those promises and uh, promises that we make to God. And we need the sacrament to energize our spiritual being. So that is why we also get baptized before we partake of the sacrament with meaning and with regularity, because it's that start. We need the spirit, as he says, to help us go through life. And we need it to help us keep those covenants that we will make later on through different ordinances. And I want to read a quote from elder Holland. He is one of the quorum of the 12 apostles, one of the the leaders at the very top of the church. And it says our worship services properly emphasize the sacrament of the Lord's supper as the sacred and knowledge focal point of our weekly worship experience. We are to remember in as personal a way as possible that Christ died from a heart broken by shouldering entirely alone the sins and sorrows of the whole human family. That is the purpose of our sacrament. Not only are we washed clean from our sins, from the mistakes that we make, but we should make it the focal point of our entire week as we participate in that ordinance, that action to remember him. We truly should be remembering him. We should remember that Christ suffered all of the pains of all of us for all eternity. And what does he ask? He asks that we remember it every week. uh, Elder Holland continues. He says, brothers and sisters, this hour ordained of the Lord, as we read in Exodus, is the most sacred hour of our week by commandment we gather for the most universally received ordinance in the church. It is in memory of him who asked if the cup could, the cup he was about to drink could pass only to press on because he knew that for our sakes, it could not pass. What, what are your thoughts on that quote, Elder Harrington?
0: Okay. First, I love what he says there, how he phrases it at the end. Um, In memory of him who asked the cup, he was about to drink, could pass, only to press on, because he knew that for our sake it could not. That really hammers home the importance of the sacrament. But not only the sacrament, it hammers home the importance of the ordinances that the Savior's provide. Each one of these ordinances, as we talked today, from baptism all the way through to temple covenants, which we'll be talking about next, um, is... Something that the Savior provided Himself by doing the will of the Father, He truly sacrificed for us. He gave 110%, 120%. I mean, let's go ahead 120%. Yeah, he gave it all. He gave absolutely, yeah, He gave everything and held nothing back to provide for us a way that we could have joy and be able to overcome these things. And not only that, he that's something that he gave to everybody, but he provided these special ordinances and ways in which we can receive blessings more powerfully into our lives and have the the most power that is available to us from God brought into each one of our lives. He says all you have to do is have faith and receive these ordinances into our, into our lives. Have faith, you know. Exercise repentance. Um, receive the sacrament. All these all these blessings that we have. And as we do that, we're receiving these ordinances into our lives. Those ordinances literally are like like I said earlier with Elder um sorry with Elder Stevenson, the power of godliness. That that's what they are. They are literally manifest power of God represented in our lives. And not only are they just the power of God, they are the way in which God provides the most power that he possibly can on the earth to each and every one of us all together and yet individually.
1: I absolutely love that Elder Harrington. Thank you for mentioning that because when when a member of the church or a missionary invites you to one of our sacrament worship services, it's not just so you can attend a meeting. It's not just so you can maybe learn a little bit about Jesus Christ, though those are both good things. It is so that you can participate in, as Elder Holland says, the most widely participated in ordinance in the church. It is so that you can feel the spirit and have a spiritual experience at least once a week on Sunday. How beautiful is it that God allows us every seven days to be able to have that experience? And so, as we move into uh, temple covenants now, remember that what we talk about is important. It is the way God is set up, and that very basic once a week sacrament is so so important because it helps prepare us for these next this next step, which is temple ordinances.
0: Absolutely, uh, I guess kind of just to start that off with another quote um, from a modern prophet uh, apostle, one of. I think probably, you know, Robert's favorites, um, definitely up there on the list, uh, Elder David A. Bednar. Um, And he says, quote, entering into sacred covenants and worthy receiving priesthood ordinances, yoke us and bind us to the Lord Jesus Christ and the Heavenly Father. As we are steadfast in coming unto Christ and are yoked with him, we receive the cleansing, healing, and strengthening blessings of his infinite and eternal atonement. And so, with that, uh, Elder Roberts, I kind of just want to pose a question to you. When we're talking about temple covenants, right? And this is something that is very sacred to um, us as members of the church. It's sacred to the Lord um, to remember that. What do you think is probably, maybe, like in just one word? How would you describe um, the temple, co- the temple covenants, or the t- the ordinances of the temple?
1: Wow! In one word, okay. I no that's a good question because you got to explain things simply if if you truly understand them. I would say that the the one word I would use to describe temple ordinances and covenants that we make there honestly I I would probably say powerful. My my second choice might be eternal, but I'm going to go with powerful. And the reason I say that is because you, as mentioned earlier, you become a covenant child of God. You become a you are now covenant belonging to the Lord. It's not simply stating with mouth that I will follow thee, but it is stating with action. And the temple ordinances really provide a lot of that power. There's one that we call the endowment which is, as the name implies, an endowment of power. It's a gift from God with power to continue throughout our whole lives to to fight Satan all the time and have the strength to do it because our own mortal natural willpower will fail. It always will. We may be able to last on it for a short while, but eventually it will be gone and we will succumb to sin but as we seek the Lord in all that we do and we participate in these ordinances, we truly do gain a greater understanding of his love and honestly, a greater access to his atonement because we, we have made strict promises and actions that say, yes, Lord, I would follow thee.
0: I, that is awesome. I completely agree. Thank you. Um, I guess just, I just want to share what I thought as probably like one word I would use is sanctifying. Um, Sanctifying And I choose that word. I choose that word. I would say along with you, number two, my my number two would definitely be eternal. Um, Definitely an important part of temple of the temple is that it is an eternal place. It is the closest place on earth we can come to God. And as so nothing in there is truly meant to be, um, temporal nothing in there is truly meant to be something that is just for this earth it's something that connects us to heaven and lasts with us throughout the rest of our lives and into the next one and that's kind of the reason why i choose sanctifying this because when we're talking about the atonement the sorry the 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 ordinances of the temple we're talking about the power that is manifest in them the thing that comes to mind always for me is the atonement of the savior because Mm, it's through his atonement yeah exactly yeah it's through his atonement that allows us to be able to have the opportunity to go to that temple and have something that's going to last through eternity if it wasn't for his for his atonement if it wasn't for his atonement there is no reason why we would ever need to go to the temple because none of us would ever be resurrected into the next life. None of us would ever live again because, because of his atonement, because he sacrificed his life and gave us the ability to repent of our sins, to break, and he broke the bands of death. He gave us the ability to be resurrected and through the power of God to be sanctified and truly become more like him. Because of those things, these covenants are eternal. So when I think, of, I love to think of the sanctity of the atonement because, like we talked about in the last one, in the last uh, episode we had of uh, modern wisdom, the atonement is at one with Jesus Christ. It is being at one with Him, and that is truly the 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 big hit home point that every single covenant allows us to be at one with Jesus Christ.
1: And honestly like full transparency. That's why we decided on the order for our our series, this four-part series, Modern Wisdom. We started with faith, kind of that very fundamental. Then we moved into the atonement and describing Christ's sacrifice, and now ordinances, accessing that in a greater way. And then we're going to finish up talking about why the church is so needed today. So this, it's all just, it comes together. And I, I want to read another quote, right? This is modern wisdom. So we are going to be reading quotes plentifully. Hopefully this quote is to me, it's powerful. And I'll explain to you why this is again from elder Bednar. He says the fundamental truth is that covenants entered into through authoritative priesthood ordinances can bind us to the Lord Jesus Christ and are the essential core of the work of salvation and exaltation on both sides of the veil. The word I will highlight there is exaltation salvation comes through christ alone we know that we read the scriptures they say that the one and true messiah the redeemer he has so many wonderful titles but what i love here is he says that these ordinances can bind us to the lord jesus christ and are the essential core of the work of salvation and exaltation now what is exaltation It is, I mean, sometimes you may compare it to the word salvation, but salvation is being saved. Exaltation is being brought higher. Exalted is kind of the, exalt is that base word. And so when we are exalted, when we receive exaltation from the Lord through his atonement, that requires a little bit more effort. In in the same way that running a race And getting second place is great. It is great. You still get a nice shiny medal. But being in first place takes just a little bit more effort. And in the same way, these ordinances that we do in the temple, receiving the endowment of power from God and being sealed to our family forever to live with them again. That is exaltation. And that's the little bit of work we have to put in. Is it much more? No, it really is not but the benefits that come from it is so amazing that I can't even begin to describe to you how important that is. And I'll, I'll ask you Helder Harrington with the endowment and knowing that you are sealed to your family forever. How does that make you feel? How does that make you, I, I can see you're already ready to go. Let's hear it.
0: I, (laughs) Anybody, whenever I'm ever talking about the temple and the fact that I'm still with my family, that just I that that is probably something to me that always just lights my day up. I love talking about that because my family means so much to me, and I like what you mentioned there about how being united with our family is that exaltation because that includes two different things. And first off, it's important to talk about family as a unit because the family is not just a unit here on earth So we know that we have our families here on the earth right we have our our parents our siblings um when you're older you have your 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 spouse and your 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 children of your own that's your family you have your family unit here on the earth but when we're talking about exaltation that unification with family we're also talking about being united with those that you love most here on the earth and being united with God being united with him as your father in heaven so you're being sealed to your family you're keeping them forever and you're taking another step closer to God and so when you're bringing God into the equation as our eternal father and making him an essential part of the fa- of your family of the structure of your family you're bringing his power into your family that makes it that inherently makes your family more powerful that makes him when you put him at the center that that makes everything better and so when we're talking about exaltation with the family and using the temple and, and the blessings that the temple has from us to be able to gain that exaltation to be able to gain those blessings in our lives we're talking about infusing the power of god into every single aspect we're talking about not just uniting our families here on earth but our families in eternity uniting all of us as the human family all of us as children of god that's why we use the phrase brothers and sisters when we're talking to other members of the church when we're talking to people around us because we truly are all, all children of god and so through this through through the lens of that we realize that the power of God is infused into everything that we open our eyes to it being in, if that makes sense. He's there in everything he's there in nature. He's there in, I mean, he's there in the book you read this morning. He's there in the phone that you have in your hand, listening to this, maybe the car that you're driving. It is all everything in the world is through his power. And so everything that is, Something that we acknowledge his power in and allow his power to more fully be a part of is something that's inherently better. And that's why every single one of these ordinances is so incredibly essential. Starting with baptism, going through the gift of the Holy Ghost, receiving the, sa- the ordinances of, of um, the sacrament, and receiving temple blessings is every single way that we can continually take that step on the ladder higher and higher and higher up to the closest we can get on earth to heaven and truly just strive to always become as Christ-like as possible. That's the ultimate goal. That's the one goal that none of us on earth can possibly achieve. The ultimate challenge, the most fancy, shiny gold Olympic medal you can possibly wear around your chest is that we are like Jesus Christ. And guess what? None of us get to wear it. That is just him but we all can strive to where we can always get that second place and then as we strive to work for that first place eventually we're going to, we're eventually will become perfected in the Jesus, in the in, in Jesus Christ we'll be perfected in his sacrifice
1: thank you Otto Harrington i i mean i know you but i just i love your passion and your power behind what you're saying because why on earth would we be spending 2 years of our life to just teach people some information. If if the Church of Jesus Christ wanted to do that, they could create some videos. They could they could maybe make some pamphlets, pass them out to everyone in the world. Great, everyone knows about Jesus. But that is not our purpose. Our purpose is to invite others to come unto Christ by helping them receive the restored gospel, which includes those ordinances and the power of godliness that is manifest in them. And now. We, I and Elder Harrington, and thousands of other missionaries around the world are working around the clock to help people that are alive today. However, there are also people that are no longer alive who may not have had the chance to hear about the gospel. And so we build temples also for them. Again, this is Elder Bednar. He says, our purpose in building temples is to make available the holy places wherein the sacred covenants and ordinances necessary for the salvation and exaltation of the human family can be administered for both the living and the dead. Many of you have probably heard of baptisms for the dead, making that baseline ordinance available for those who have passed on. Why? Because God is our loving Heavenly Father. Truly, He loves each of us individually not just as a human species, but individually as his children of God. And because of that, we know that he wants each of his children living or passed on to receive these ordinances. That is why we do baptisms for the dead. That is why we do this work, this service for them. And Elder Harrington, is this something they're forced into? Do they Do they have to become members of the church?
0: Absolutely not. Agency is infused in everything.
1: It is. Yes. And so so, this this ordinance that we perform for others is super important. It allows them to receive the same ordinances that we receive. And as we do that, they do have that choice. They get that chance. And I love that because I have several family members, Uh, many of my past ancestors are converts to the church and that means that they still get that chance and i love that
0: absolutely i love that yeah it's truly a blessing that we are are given the the opportunity to to unite families on both sides of the veil to be able to bring the blessings like i said bringing that power of god into everything and that's that's really what I love, because everything about the gospel of Jesus Christ is about continuous blessings. It's about blessings here, blessings in the future, blessings in the past, blessings um, after we've passed on, blessings in the new eternity. Everything is about continuous blessings. God wants us to receive blessing after blessing, after blessing, after blessing, after blessing. He <laughs> he's, our, he's our eternal father. He doesn't want to said he did not his goal in sending us to the earth giving us sort of the experience wasn't hey um i'm gonna send you to the earth it's gonna not be very fun sometimes and uh yeah have a blast you're you're not gonna like a lot of it he said no you're i'm gonna send you to this earth i'm sending you so you can gain experience i'm sending you so that way you can gain knowledge and then i'm gonna provide you an exact path on what you need to do and if you ever have questions pray to me I'm going to give you an example even. I'm going to give you the Savior Jesus Christ to show you that path. And he's also going to be the one that lights the way, that um, shows us, the gives us the hope for the future, gives us the opportunities that we have, performs the atonement for you. He's your older brother. He is this, He is the Christ. And he is part of my plan for you to be able to receive that happiness, to be able to have that atonement. He's the example. And I love that. I love thinking about the ways in which those blessings are continuous enough. And that's truly my testimony to the church is that everything in Christ's gospel is about continuous blessings from the past, present, future, and into eternity.
1: I love that, Elder Harrington. We are going to end our episode, but as an invitation for you all, we want you to consider how you felt during this episode and the power that you have felt through the Holy Ghost, telling you that our words are true. And if you have felt that, and even if you haven't, we invite you to pray. Ask God if what we're saying is true, and we'll promise you he will answer. So we're going to wrap up with a prayer here. Um, I'll say that, and then we can kind of wrap up. Our Father in heaven, we thank thee for this day, and we thank thee for the spirit that has been felt. We pray as we go off and do missionary work that others may feel of thy love. We also pray as the listeners leave and finish this episode that they may feel of thy love and feel a greater desire to be united with thee and thy son. For these things we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. That closes another edition of Voice and Missionaries podcast. We truly hope that you guys enjoyed our session today. If you haven't done so already, we'd appreciate if you took just one minute to give us a review um, or reach out uh, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Um, that helps us a ton. If you've done that already, thank you guys so much.
1: Please consider sharing the show with a friend or a family member who you think will get something out of it. As always, thank you for the continued support.
0: Until next time, I'm Otter Harrington.
1: And I'm Otter Roberts. We are missionaries for Jesus Christ.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your day.